Good morning. This is Jaffe Lee, PIO and Preparedness Planner for the Florida Department of Health, and this is Flagler Health Matters. Family Life Center, help starts here. The mission of the Family Life Center is to provide compassionate support to victims of sexual assault and domestic violence through advocacy, crisis intervention, and community awareness. Family Life Center is a private, not-for-profit social service organization providing no-cost services to individuals and families experiencing domestic or sexual violence. The organization is committed to meeting the needs of the community. Family Life Center strives to create an environment of safe and harmonious coexistence amongst families residing within its facility and throughout the community while providing an empowerment-based model to help that is self-directed by the survivor. Today in the studio with me, I have Trish Giacconi, the Chief Executive Officer of Family Life Center, and I also have Melissa, who is a nurse for the Florida Department of Health Flagler. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you for having me. To start the conversation, Trish, you have been a powerful force with the Flagler County community. Please tell our listeners a little bit about your background and how long you have been the chief executive director of the Family Life Center. Oh, a powerful force. I, I think I like that. Um, I've actually been with the Family Life Center. Uh, November will be 16 years that I've been an employee, uh, and November will be 13 years that I will... 13? 13 years that I will have been their CEO. Uh, and um, I often tell people, uh, I'm not shy to say that uh, I am a survivor myself, and I fell into doing this professionally, even though I am a survivor, uh, and I fell in love with the work and the mission. And I feel like that's why I say you are a powerful force, because it is a strong topic, it's an important topic, and it takes a person who is able to do what you just did and say, I'm a survivor, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, one of the things that's really important to me is to make sure that um, victims know that they're not alone. Um, I was just having a conversation about this recently. If we can prevent one person, one victim from having that mindset of being by themselves and no one understanding, then I feel that we've accomplished something. Yes. And that's what you know, makes people the most comfortable. It's that peer-to-peer advocacy, the information that they receive from somebody else that can speak to them from a point of understanding that really makes the difference. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I have to say, Family Life Center is so blessed to have uh, such wonderful team members. Our advocates are well-trained, well-rounded. You know, statistically speaking, um, nearly 50% of all domestic violence advocates are survivors. That's across the country. Um, and just to add, add a note, there's about 3,000 centers, 3,000 domestic violence centers nationally. So it's really important that we are able to stand, you know, arm in arm with other survivors throughout the world uh, and, and just remind them that we're in this together. I have Melissa who is here today and she's just going to take the information in because the Florida Department of Health Flagler, we want to make sure that we operate with this information and have the availability to share the information as needed for our clients. So we we enjoy the partnership and we really feel it's important and we want to continue the partnership as well. Oh, absolutely. And I will say, um, and I love that I got to meet Melissa today and, and have a chat. Um, and I you know often tell people that um, being engaged with with their health provider is such an important piece to this. Um, you know, health providers have a unique opportunity to ask questions in a non-threatening, comforting, uh, confidential way. And, you know, I, I 
sure, Melissa, you've never heard me say this before, but um, many years ago, I was accompanying my father-in-law uh, to a doctor's appointment. And he at the time, God rest his soul, was a um, senior citizen. And the uh, nurse that was taking his information was very rote in the way that they asked questions about if he was being fed or if he had any fears or if, you know, and, and I know that they're mandatory questions. And uh, I, I took that experience to remind all of our healthcare professionals of the importance of providing the uh, patients with uh, confidentiality and safety. And so asking the people in the room to walk out of the room. So the fact that that happened with me in there and had, had I been in the midst of doing something not okay with my dad, my, my father-in-law, then that would have, he would not have answered in the affirmative anyway. So, uh, it's just a reminder of the importance of those questions that, you know, that just may be the only opportunity that a victim can say, yes, nurse, this is what's happened to me, or yes, doctor, I haven't been fed in three days, or, you know, so really important. So we value the partnership with the health department and the hearts of the nurses that are doing the work out there. So thank you. We're happy to be there doing it. Thank you. So diving right into the information, I want to know, talking to the listeners, what does domestic violence look like and some signs and symptoms? The website for Family Life Center has a ton of information about this, Trish, but what do you say in terms of signs and symptoms? Ooh, gosh. You know, I can tell you that most often people think about domestic violence and they immediately go to the physical part of domestic violence. And so they have this notion that it's, you know, black eye and a busted nose and, you know, those physical things that people can see very readily. And in my experience, that isn't always um, the situation. In fact, domestic violence has so many caveats to it. So I was recently speaking with our economic justice advocate, and we were talking about economic abuse, which is a tactic that perpetrators use against victims, which is essentially not allowing victims to have access to their financial resources. Um, and so if if someone out there feels as though they do not have free will when it comes to their money, their employment, um, then then that is something that they can come and talk to a Family Life Center advocate about. And, you know, we can safety plan through that. But that's just one tactic. Another tactic can be, you know, using children. So perhaps um, you're in the midst of either getting a divorce separated or have recently been divorced. And now suddenly the children are the go-between and, you know, they're being forced to, quote unquote, report out on the victim and the perpetrator is requiring um, information and intel or their, you know, the perpetrator doesn't allow for, um, for the children to do certain things because they know that the other partner wants it. And so just using kids as a pawn um, can oftentimes be a tactic of perpetrators of domestic violence. Um, you know, the other one that we see a lot in this community is, um, you know, where folks are religious abuse, where they won't allow them to practice their religion. And so they prevent them from going to that Wednesday service or that Sunday service or, um, um, observing their Friday evening um, services. And so, you know, having, again, having those conversations um, about what does a healthy relationship look like. So when people ask me, what does domestic violence look like? I have 
a ton of, of things that I can kind of pull out. Um, I just say that it's really important for us as community members, as family members, um, to pay attention to the folks around us. You know, watch what's happening with the family members. And if someone is being, you know, inappropriate and you're not certain, right, and it's something that you go, hmm, that doesn't seem right, then then let's have a conversation with, you know, that person and say, you know, that what you said seemed really harsh or, you know, why do you feel that you have the right to tell someone what to do, where to go, who to be with, what phone calls to take and make? Um, because I think that sometimes we stay quiet and we don't have that conversation. Uh, so... Being, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. You know, you brought up a few different things. I just took some notes. So thinking about, you mentioned a safety plan, which mm-hmm. is something I want to come back to, but having the religion factor and the control over that and the economic part as mm-hmm. well, I never considered those. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about not just, you know, what does domestic violence look like, but what does a healthy relationship mm-hmm. look like? You know, that's a whole different way to um, think about the part of the relationship that should be safe and happy and what does that actually look like and then comparing the two so that's great information you know interestingly enough i was just recently at a a luncheon and while i was there i was able to speak to two high school students um in a in a very casual environment and i uh, shared with them what we do and both of them were surprised that we had the these services in Flagler County. Now they're they're juniors in high school, so I, I can appreciate that. Uh, with that said, is we started talking about what does a healthy um, dating relationship look like, and the two of them, con- you know, concurrently said, "We're not sure. Nobody yeah. talks about that." Yeah. You know, and and then I said to them, "Do you think that that would be something that would be helpful for you and your friends?" And they said, "Absolutely." You know, why don't you come to our school and talk to um, our friends and students? And so, it's definitely something that we are going to pursue um, for our younger folks because it is important to talk about what is healthy, what is consent, what are some red flags, and what happens if you're already in a relationship and then there's these red flags that pop up and you go, wait a minute, but now I'm already here. And so what I often hear people say is they feel stuck. And so we can talk about, okay, what does getting unstuck look like if that's what you'd like to do? I think that's a wonderful idea because for young people, having those conversations sometimes happen outside the home and and are easier in those sort of settings. Um, But knowing what the roadmap to a healthy relationship looks like could use some guidance. And then if they are in a relationship that feels really great at first, but then those red flags come up, what do you do in that situation? How are you brave enough to get out Mm -hmm. and how do you start that in a process as well, I think is important. And I, and I will say, you know, because the Family Life Center uh, participates in an empowerment-based model, you know, we really understand the challenges between uh, leaving and or staying because each path has their own positives and negatives, you know, and I know that people kind of cringe when they hear me say that, but the reality is, is that, you know, most homicides or femicides happen when the victim is leaving or has just recently left. That is the most dangerous time for a victim. So leaving has some real uh, ramifications to it. And so leaving immediately isn't always the best, safest thing, hence that safety plan. With that said, is sometimes staying and working through some of the um, logistics of safety and childcare, and sometimes there's immigration and employment and you know, education. I mean, there's a lot of factors to consider. So I, you know, again, because of our philosophy of empowerment based, 
based. We really want to work with survivors in any way that they see us as working best with them. So we do not necessarily advocate for victims to leave at a certain time or not leave. We are there as their emotional support, kind of that peer, you know, uh, to bounce ideas off of and really look at some options that are available to them. On the website, there is um, a entire section for dating violence for teens with warning signs, but also an abuse quiz, which I thought was really great as well mm-hmm. for anybody that may have some questions. Well, I, you know, I tell people that um, it, my, my personal situation started when I was 15. And so I was very, very young and I was, I mean, 15 and dating and it lasted for many, many years. So uh, dating violence is prevalent. It is prevalent. Going back to the website, it states on here, abusive behavior is never acceptable. You deserve to feel valued, respected, and safe. These are really strong words of affirmation. And I wanted to ask, um, why do women tend to accept less at times, it seems? You know, we just find ourselves saying, well, you know, that's okay, and it won't happen again, or they didn't really mean that. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, recently was... Uh, doing some research. Um, I'm working on my PhD. So I was doing a little bit of research on uh, the history of uh, domestic violence in our world. And uh, it's really since the beginning of time, by the way. Um, but the, the truth of the matter is, is that it has been uh, essentially ingrained in um, our culture that, um, you know, the philosophy that women are not equal to men. And I know I'm going to make some people cringe just saying that. But um, but the reality is, is it's there and it has been there since the beginning. And so I think that we have we as women have adopted that philosophy and it it's translated into, you know, be a good wife and, you know, be a dutiful mom. And, you know, we have to be perfect. And, you know, and so there's these uh, continual societal um, norms that are pushed on us. And then and then honestly, a lot of times we accept that. And so this is where, you know, I. I know I'm going to make people cringe during this this radio show because I tell people I'm a feminist with a capital F. And so I tell people all the time, it's really important for people to know that it's okay that you are powerful. And and which is why when you said that earlier, I was like, yeah, I'll own it. You know, it's okay to be powerful. It's okay to know that you're okay just the way you are. And so I don't think that we hear that enough. We don't say it enough to one another as women, and we don't hear that enough from um, our partners. And so it's really important that we recognize that and we raise up our children to say, hey, we are equal and we bring different things to the table, but we're equal and that's okay. And and just like you said, to have the idea of being able to say that's not okay for me and to let other people know by my example or the example this is the standard and this is where the line is not to be crossed and as women that isn't always an easy stance but it is one that can be shown and grown and educated through with experience but also through mirroring other people's behaviors as well I think yeah you know when we talk about having healthy boundaries oftentimes when a woman exhibits healthy boundaries there are others who will then say oh she's you know she's mean or you know she's so rude or can you believe that she did that you know and and again and sadly women do this to women 
you know, as well, which is awful. Um, but then when our partners, our male partners do that to us, you know, it, it gives us reason to pause because this is someone who we have said we care for and we love and we trust them. And so when they begin to say things like that, it just, it, it almost resonates, you know, individually. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of psychology behind that. And so, yeah, and there's information. <laughs> I, I've read your website and mm-hmm. there is information on the website as well for men in abusive relationships. It goes across the gamut for everyone um, and like you had said in the beginning it is a uh, affected situation for many people in their lives but what's important I think here is that the Family Life Center is established here in Flagler County um, there's a lot of information on this website that's important and I want the listeners to know that there's even a 24-hour hotline that can be utilized for people that may need help too if you wouldn't mind talking about the crisis helpline that's available oh absolutely not um, I'll talk about it all day long um, you can actually call us at 386-437-3505 or if it's safer for you and you're more comfortable you're welcome to text that number as well and that is res- uh, answered by a live human that is not an automated machine or an AI uh, we answer that ourselves um, we are available 24 hours a day seven days a week holidays um, you name it we're available and we want to make sure that people know that when they call it is confidential so this isn't something that's going to be um, you know reported on or repeated um, un- obviously unless there's you know if you call us and um, are in a position where perhaps you're thinking about harming yourself, that might be a different conversation. But um, but the reality is, is typically we're getting phone calls about what does domestic violence uh, mean, you know, for me specifically in my situation, or is we get a lot of people who say, you know, I don't know if it's domestic violence or if it's just an unhealthy relationship. And, and yeah, and so we really talk through that with the caller very specifically and very organically because everyone's situation is different. So we want to make sure that there's a full understanding of what resources are available. And then, uh, you know, secondary to that is let's talk about safety. You know, what does safety look like for you? What does that mean in terms of your employment, your children, your pets? Which, by the way, two years ago, Family Life Center um, had the addition of an on-site pet kennel. So we are now able to take victims and their pets. That's amazing. And yeah, that was a long-term project for um, uh, the Family Life Center's uh, wonderful finance director and I. We really wanted one. with We're both animal fans, and we really, really were uh, striving to get that national grant. And so we were able to get that. And it really is great, uh, air conditioned and just really lovely spaces for the pets. But, um, but the idea is pet safety is part of family safety, right? Cause they are our four legged family members. And I had read or. It was a podcast, I believe, that um, for people that are in domestic violence situations, they're not as likely to leave if they can't take their pets. Absolutely. And I will tell you that pet abuse is a tactic that perpetrators use when we talked about what does abuse look like. And that's not necessarily something the outside you know, community would know about. That is something so personal in the home. And so if, if someone's threatening, you know, my pet, I'm, I may not leave. I'm, I may not have that opportunity because I don't want my pet to be harmed. So we just want everyone to know that Family Life Center does have space for pets. 
What do you need from the community for Family Life Center? Because this is this is a free service. Is that correct? It is. All of the services we provide are free. And so we always ask for time, treasures, and talent. And and what, what I mean by that is time. So we need volunteers, not just to work directly in the shelter, because we recognize that that's not something everybody would like to experience, but administrative help. If you want to come in and help us answering phones, if you want to come and help us sorting some of the donations, um, and of course, treasures. So if for whatever reason you feel so inclined, we will always take donations. Fits the right color. So by all means, you can uh, drop, drop us off some, some funds. Um, and then out, uh, talent. And so there are some specialty talents out there that we could certainly use. If you're interested, if you're a retired business person and are interested in joining our board and helping us promote the mission in a different way, uh, we want to hear from you. Um, if you are a social media guru, which, you know, like uh, Jaffe said a couple of times, our website has a lot of information. We definitely need to pair that back. But um, if we have a social media person or an IT person that's willing to help us, you know, we would most certainly love to speak with you. So if you're interested, feel free to uh, give us a call at 386-437-7747, which is our administrative line. And we would love to have some conversation about how you can help further the mission of the Family Life Center. Trish, do you have any upcoming events that you want to tell the listeners about? We certainly do, actually. Actually, uh, so in November, we are having a fashion show at Chez Jacqueline, who um, has been such a wonderful supporter of the Family Life Center. And then we are hosting in March um, the first inaugural, uh, the inaugural Mayor's Ball, uh, which is the Mayor's Soiree. Um, and that is going to be an event to um, support victims of domestic violence and sexual assault throughout Flagler County. The invitation is for all mayors. So uh, we'll We'll firm up who's going to be there, but uh, Mayor Alfin has uh, confirmed that he is partnering with the Family Life Center in instituting that. And then we partner with One Love Tennis uh, Group, and they are putting on the One Love Tennis Tournament in May, uh, which actually has tennis groups from outside of Flagler County come in and uh, they compete for um, with the proceeds going to the Family Life Center. So we're very excited about what 2024 has in store for us. Fantastic. There's also a donate button here on the website as well, where anyone who's listening can go directly to the website and there is a link to donate um, to the Family Life Center. So that's wonderful. And I'm excited about those events. Please send me more information. That would be wonderful. I sure will. And I just want to thank you, Jaffe, for, um, and Melissa, uh, for being here today and for uh, supporting the Family Life Center for um, allowing us to talk about the work that we do to make sure that our community members know about the services. Yes, very much important. Um, and, you know, I'm so interested and want to know more and talk more about the teen aspect and the information that you have that you're talking about with regard to working with the schools, too. I think that would be great getting that information out. Um, but it's always a wonderful conversation. The work is so important and it's vast. I mean, there is so much to talk about when it comes to the subject. Well, we'll come back in February, Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So in closing, Trish, just one more time, let our listeners know exactly how they can get in touch with the Family Life Center if they need to. 
Absolutely. So our uh, we talked about our crisis helpline, which is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They can also, um, if they are engaged with law enforcement, um, they can uh, let law enforcement know they're interested in receiving services from the Family Life Center. We partner with our Flagler County Sheriff's Office, our Flagler Beach Police Department, as well as the Bunnell Police Department. And we, we work with their victim advocates. And so you can let your victim advocate know and she will provide a referral. Uh, you are also welcome to um, come to our public office, which is our 4721 East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell. And that is the location where you can drop off donations or you can come on in and talk to an advocate about what's going on in your world. Um, and just so that you know, we do provide you know emergency shelter, but we have other programs. Uh, you do not have to be in the emergency shelter in order to receive services. Uh, we do have an outreach department that provides support for you. You can remain in your home. Just come and visit us. Uh, we also have support groups. Um, we actually have a domestic violence support group once a week, and we have uh, one support group a week for sexual violence as well. So those are two support groups a week that we host. And then um, we also have the opportunity, if interested, for free mental health counseling if you're involved with our program, um, and that is something you would like to do. That is not a requirement, and that is free. We also provide youth services. So if you are in, if you're home and you have some littles that need some assistance, um, with processing some of the emotions behind the victimization, then you're welcome to come on by and we have a youth advocate who works with, uh, the little ones one on one. And that would be for 17 and younger. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all that you do for Flagler County, Trish. Thank you. This has been another edition of Flagler Health Matters. You can find past episodes of the show at flaglerbroadcasting.com slash podcast. And don't forget to like us on Facebook. I'm Jaffe Lee with the Florida Department of Health. Have a great weekend. The Florida Department of Health Flagler wants you to know that your Flagler school student is eligible for a no-cost eye exam and no-cost glasses if eligible in partnership with Florida Hiken Children's Vision Program, LLC. This annual no-cost eye exam is offered to every Flagler County school student who qualifies to participate. Parents and guardians of students pre-K through grade 12 can apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org. That is spelled H-E-I-K-E-N. Registration is required. The statewide Florida Hiken Children's Vision Program mission is to ensure that all school-aged children who do not pass their vision screening have access to a comprehensive eye examination, including dilation and glasses if required, to give them the best chance at academic success. These no-cost services are offered statewide. And the Florida Department of Health Flagler, in partnership with Flagler Schools, is proud to bring this program to you. Apply now by visiting www.floridahiken.org or call 386-313-7069 for more information. Dear Miami Lighthouse Hiking Children's Vision Program, I am so glad you gave me these glasses. I can see better now. Now I can copy from the board without making any mistakes. I can see very clearly with the glasses. Thank you. Did you know that walking just 10,000 steps a day helps keep you healthy? And it's easy. 20 minutes of grocery shopping is 1,600 steps. 
daily housework is 270. Taking a half hour walk during lunch, around 4,000 steps. You can see how this adds up. 10,000 steps will find you a healthy weight and even reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and stroke. Feeling healthier starts with the first step. A message from the Florida Department of Health. Are you looking for a new career that will offer growth, learning, and the ability to help your local community? Look no further than the Florida Department of Health Flagler in Benal. We are hiring. Working for the state of Florida is more than a paycheck. We offer a total compensation package for employees that features a highly competitive set of benefits for qualifying jobs, including annual leave and sick leave, nine paid holidays, state group insurance coverage options, including health, life, dental, and vision, retirement plan options, including employer contributions, tuition waivers, flexible spending accounts, and more. Are you looking for a job in the dental field? We're hiring. Are you looking for a job in the business sector? We're hiring. Our positions start above the current minimum wage. Go to jobs.myflorida.com and search for jobs today using Benel or 32110. Again, that's jobs.myflorida.com and find your Florida Department of Health Flagler job today.